hold over in the chat room, I have uh, another great guest who's actually an RBN listener and, and attributes a lot of her awakening to RBN. And she has an interesting story. It's you know, it's like a, her journey of recovery from. You know, the proverbial, you know, past you know, that we all carry with us. We have, you know, we don't even realize, you know, how many habits and uh, behaviors and sayings and different things that we do are from our family, our original family. And, and, and it becomes embedded in our whole psyche and the way we do things. And if it's a very dysfunctional family and it's been, um, it's actually led us on a harmful path, we want to do what we can to try to recover ourselves or who we are separate from that dysfunctional family. So, um, but I'm, I'm so thankful she found RBN and started doing her own research and exploring and made a lot of friends, too, on RBN. So I want to welcome to the show Ella Genoa. Uh, thank you so much, Ella, for joining us. I think she's here. Maybe she's not. <laughs> um, there she is. Ah. You want to make sure your mic's on, Ella? I mean, you might be muted. Is she muted, Frank? No. Okay, maybe she wasn't anticipating me introducing her right away. Well, maybe we can call her. And she's here. I see that she's here. Okay, Ella, um, get your uh, mic going because she says you're not muted. So you look at the bottom of the thing and make sure your mic, it has a little you know, microphone thing. Just make sure it's not muted. As we did this yesterday, everyone, I just want you to know we actually did a t- test run. <laughs> oh, well. I don't want to really tell her story herself. I thought I heard her, but I see that your mute your your mic is muted. Oh, it's not muted now. You took it off mute. Okay, hi Ella. Okay, Ella, you're not muted now. Now you're muted. Click it again. There. Now you're not muted. Yep. You're not muted. (laughs) Do you want to try the phone? You're muted now. Now you're not. Okay. Let's just call on the phone. Because you keep uh, pressing the speaker and now it, it has those slash through the microphone that means you're muted now you're not say hi hear me yep 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 yep. okay because you know what i had my headset on so if you can hear me okay i don't have my headset on yeah i hear you fine okay good all right good let's rock and roll Sorry about that. A little bit of a slow start, but at least it's not like 10 or 20 minutes. I know, so huh? Good. Yeah. 
No, I'm, I'm so glad you joined me today. I really am. It's such an honor because, you know, life, uh, you know, I, there was a sign, I have to tell you, Ella, there was a sign in the dental office that says, be kind because everyone on the planet now is going through an intense battle. <laughs> and, it, and it just made me chuckle because it is, it feels like, we're not only fighting the deep state and fighting for our lives, but just, you know, fighting our own um, ego, body, mind, our, our negative thoughts. You know, it's just like it's, you know, this war between our soul of who we are, you know, in God's eyes. And then this, you know, this construct and, you know, trying, you know, the battle of making a living and, you know, having a roof over your head or, you know, if you're homeless, I mean, that's even a battle, you know, right. uh, I, you know, it's just like. Be kind, yeah, because, you know, everyone on this planet at this time is going through some kind of battle, right? Right, we all are. We're all battling something, whatever something is. Right. So you want to go ahead and share share a little bit about your story, because I know there's a lot of people that have been listeners, are still listeners. In fact, I know there's several even hosts and listeners that have this same problem and they don't want to, you know, right. uh, get uh, it under control. Right. And, um, you know, like uh, Jason Kristoff is great about that, you know, pointing out caffeine is a drug, alcohol yes. is a drug. These are things to take us away from being consciously present and facing our pain. You have to face pain and go through it without all of these distractions and addictions. Otherwise, it carries on. You, you, you drag it, this past, into your future. Right. And you never will have a beautiful, wonderful future if you're dragging your past, the pain from your past forward, right? Oh, I totally agree. And that's something that I had done, you know, practically all of my life. I had... Well, let me introduce myself. My name is Ella. I'm a recovered alcoholic. And I had a profound spiritual experience uh, in 2021 through the pandemic. Um, but, you know, it came to a point, the experience was this. It was a couple of months before April 23rd. And I had totally resolved myself that this is how it was going to be. I was going to drink the rest of my life. I'm a coward. I don't know how to stop. And this is just the way I was going to go out. And after that, I had two bouts of uh, some health issues that really set me back. And I had the second time I had this health issue occur I can literally remember to this day, and everybody, you know, has their own spiritual experience. Me trying to verbalize it is one thing, but, you know, whoever's had one will get this. I remember distinctly, I'm standing in front of my bedroom door, and I say to my creator, you know me better than me. I'm a coward. I'm not going to stop this. You're going to have to remove it. Before I ever said anything like that in the past, I always had a reservation. Always. I always walked the fence. But this time was different. And, you know, I knew I wasn't going to be able to stop. Well, about two months later, maybe a month later, I lost a job. 
perfect timing because I had been wondering how am I going to go through recovery and work and plus I'm in a job that I just loathe so the creator did for me what I couldn't do for myself he removed me and we'll just call it a he, we could call it a she, we could call it whatever, you know, whomever is, whatever you're going through, What, even if you're an atheist, you could still stop. If you believe in science, you could still stop, you know, stop. You know, it's, it's coming to believe in something greater than yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, you know, April 23rd is my sobriety date. I'm proud to say that. It's been two years eight months it'll be you know almost two years and eight months you know coming up this month and um you know the first year angry Mm -hmm. it well i know let me die let me let me go backwards the first week when i stopped drinking i was so sick i felt like i had the flu and my best friend who lives with me saw me go through this and I just, you know, started to get a little better, a little better. I was doing 90 meetings in 90 days online. And um, then, you know, I just branched out and, you know, went back to work. And uh, I really started to realize and understand that after a year, I was going into emotional sobriety. Hmm. It just popped up one day. It was like, this is the second half. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the acting out, the realizations of how I used to be, the guilt, the shame, the all of the above. It, 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 it was coming to a head. Mm-hmm. Today, you know, it's, it's not like, you know, and I, I want to say this to take the power out of it. You know, I'm kind of nervous. Uh, You know, I haven't chaired a meeting in two years, two and a half years. (laughs) You know, this is kind of like a chair for me. Right. Uh, But I want to say this. I want to thank RBN. I was about seven months into my journey. And one day I heard Roger Sales and him talking about the 14th Amendment. You guys, I cried. I dropped to my knees and I cried. This was some of the stuff, the understanding of that opened up a whole new paradigm, a whole new door opened up, discovering that, the deceptions, the lies, the this, the things that always gnawed at me all of my life. I always knew something was wrong, but you know what? Why don't I just take a drink? Okay, you know, I could just take a pill and it'll go away. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the, the, you know, Roger Sales, and, you know, I got involved in his chat room, you know, for about eight months. And, you know, that was like going to AA meetings for me. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I listened to RBN all the time. And I, my eyes opened to what I, it was always there. It was like, um, the veil dropped when I started to hear RBN and all of some of your great hosts. Uh, you know, today, you know, what pops in mind, you know, I really love the John Moore show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I found RBN through John Moore, actually. Um, he was on the Hagman Report. 
and he talked about RBN. And I, you know, jumped into RBN from there. And then, you know, I met some, you know, met, not literally, but, you know, listened to some, you know, wonderful, great shows, you know, like your your show, for sure. Uh, Luca's World. I love Luca's World. He's so spiritual. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, you know? his, his, did you ever hear his healing journey? Oh, my gosh. His healing journey is pretty intense. Uh, but um, Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to just uh, let me just pull you back a little bit. I want I want to emphasize a point that you made, um, you know, because I actually um, had uh, dinner over here last night. We made some enchiladas or whatever. But anyway, afterwards we'd like to like you know open a book. I just ordered. It's a book that I've had, and it's really designed for the born again Christian more. But it was really illustrative. The story that my friend. Um, picked out is from the the power of praise by merlin crothers at, that actually saved a lot of people in prison he had a whole prison ministry the you know his prison ministry i forget that was like the um you know pra- from prison to praise or like that or for mm-hmm. you know, whatever but anyway he um he was talking with someone that was basically a drug addict and an alcoholic and so much guilt and shame. And he realizes he was just, he was going to die. I mean, he was at the end of his rope and he, um, so this guy, Merlin Crothers is directing him on how to save himself if he really wants to be saved and basically saying, just like you did, that you, you, you can't, you, you, you hit a point where you don't walk that fence. You have to hit a point where, I am done, and I'm not ready for suicide, but I need help. And you need to literally turn it over, all your problems, you know, to a higher power in your life. The creator, Jesus, I don't really care what you call it, but you have to literally turn it over to ask for help. Ask for that help. And you did that. You asked for that help to uh, be able to be released from this spell that um, – you know, alcohol addiction, you know, which is, it is kind of puts you under a spell, right? Well, absolutely. And, you know, and I said to the creator too, I says, I don't care what it looks like. And I was always afraid to say that in the past because I was wondering, you know, am I going to end up in the hospital? Am I going to lose, you know, my house, uh, you know, money marbles and chalk, you know, but I was at that point in my time when I had that spiritual experience that I don't care if you take everything, take it all. Mm-hmm. I that's my that was my conviction at that time and the job the creators was so kind to me he just removed the job so I can recover right he removed it and it was a total blessing because it's real easy to stay in addiction when you're in a job that you don't like and you're miserable at the job so then you have another excuse to numb the pain of being a job you don't like by going you know, to, uh, you know, uh, you're numbing the pain with alcohol, right? Uh, well, absolutely. Well, you know, my cycle was every other day and controlled drinking. Every other day, controlled drinking. And then the days that I wasn't drinking, you know, I felt miserable, hangover, headache. You know, I was only a half, you know, I felt like I was half here. You know, selfish, you know, self-centered, all of that stuff. You know, now, what, what, what was your childhood like? Because a lot of stuff, you know, this was this behavior was also modeled to you in a way, right? Absolutely. From uh, day one, I, you know, I grew up in an alcoholic, drug addict family, 
And I thought that that's what everybody did. And I, mean, I would, yeah, yeah, I did. You know, nobody so, other, I mean, you saw people that, you know, went to church, but basically all of your peers, everyone was, you know, came from that. You know, I mean, this is, you know, what you're surrounded with that you seem to attract in your life even yes. after got out of the family. It was, it was just normal. Yes, yes. You know, it's it's like even to this day, you know, it's not always foolproof, but I could spot an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. You know, but, but, you know, as the as the child and growing up, I thought everybody in the world drank like my, my family did and acted like they did. And then I would get increments, you know, my, you know, early youth and in my teens, every once in a while, maybe I'd go over to somebody's house and then I would see this this family acting. I didn't know at the time functional they weren't drinking and it it was just really strange to me but you know as you know when i got 18 then you know i only associated with that and you know people of that ilk were always attracted to me of course you know you know it it goes hand in hand but i know i gotta i gotta say this the uh plandemic had so many blessings in disguise and just like your last guest you know i i knew something was up something was wrong and i was so grateful to not be drunk anymore so i could understand what's going on with all of this and then rbn rbn you know really opened up that door also with some of the great guests talking about this stuff besides all of the other research i was doing but um, it, it, it kept me sober, and it just, I just, I can't say enough for RBN. Go ahead, Angry. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I'm just saying it's, it's just an incredible, the opportunities that we have right now. I mean, I, I remember waking up in the morning. It was, um, oh, my gosh. It was after Dawn died, like just a couple of years, like 2011. It was before 2012, and I could feel this palpable shift. It was like energetically. It wasn't like – it wasn't normal. It wasn't like I had been you know, praying and meditating and trying to connect or anything, but it was like this energy. It's, it's hard to explain. But I said something is going on, you know, that's leading up to this, you know, shift in energy from this dense third density that we're we've been experiencing. And so people that are tuning in to stuff going on energetically with the planet, the solar flares and everything are are noticing, too. And more people are waking up. This is part of it. The solar flares, you know, what's going on planetarily and there's you know naturally it's going to look like hell before things start shifting on you know from what we can see in our governments and stuff but i mean look at all the awakening going on uh with i mean would you ever see israel put in such a place and and our government that's been you know I mean, we've been, it's basically U.S. real, you know, (laughs) it's U.S. Israel together against the whole world. And that's Mm -hmm. what's going on right now. And I I mean, I frankly, I couldn't be happier. I mean, you know, because this is what needs to happen to lift the darkness. You know, people need to see that we've been, um, 
you know, basically um, having as house guests to in our whole country the most evil forces on the planet, <laughs> you know, and mm-hmm. and letting them, you know, use our government for, you know, whatever they want, you know. I mean, the people don't seem to have any power over their government anymore at all. So it's it's pretty amazing. So, yeah, and, and then the people waking up all over too. You know, I, I see it. I mean, there's pe- people in different... Uh, chat rooms and stuff and some of the commentary is just it's beautiful and it's amazing you know so the you know there's a there's always a silver lining at uh involved in um you know the darkness you know like you know with covid and all that stuff that you know the people there's not a lot of people that are going to make it i was telling this uh one lady you know i heard somewhere that of all the people that actually had a sole contract you know they came here to uh, bring us into a higher frequency, and they consider them light workers or whatever. Eighty mm-hmm. percent aren't going to make it. Mm. Okay, and that's pretty incredible, you know, because it's a very difficult time. We're all in a battle, right? Be oh, kind. I, I, you know what I mean? <laughs> I totally agree. I mean, you know, it's, you know, especially, you know, I, I, I see it as it's, it's accelerating so quickly and I just see it on a very small level in my neighborhood. Um, right. uh, you, you know, for me right now, it's, you know, two years, eight months, I've been really staying more isolated, you know, working on, you know, the recovered part, my emotional sobriety, but moreover, what your last guest was talking about, I also realize of the shedding. I'm not going to put myself in that position. I mean, it's not that I haven't, but, you know, the the pandemic opened up a lot of doors like, okay, if you want to offer me uh, prime delivery, I'll take it. (laughs) You know, it'll keep me out of your store, keep me away from the shedding and, and the craziness. Um, the personality changes. In fact, um, the job that fired me, there was a man that I worked with there, and I had a, um, a dream of him. And I called my, my job, and I asked if he had died, and he did. I had a, He came and visited me. Wow. Yeah, he had taken that shot. Uh, he had, um, when I was working there, he had had stomach cancer like eight years ago, and he was in remission. He went through all of that chemo stuff and what have you. But, you know, I mean, generally, he was in remission. Well, he went and took the jab when they were all mandating us to take the jab, uh, except for me. I wasn't going to take it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would have, you know, said goodbye to the job, too. I mean, that was, you know, the period of time in April where they were just trying to push people to do this. So, I mean, everything worked out at the right time. And then, you know, I, you know, I get this visitation dream from this one gentleman that I worked with mm-hmm. and called up. You know, I had a hassle finding out if he had passed on. And I just went to the director of, you know, XYZ. I won't say where, but the director. And I said, hey, nobody wants to answer my question. Did he pass away? Oh, yeah, he did. <laughs> and he came by to see me. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, and that, that'll happen, you know, especially if they're trying to make amends with someone, you know. I mean, maybe he felt he fired you uh, unjustly or whatever, but, you know, it's usually they will also find someone from their past that they want to um, connect with, especially it's a whole different thing on the other side, you know. 
<laughs> and you, you know they move on, but you know if you think about them at all, you know then they're they they register your thoughts. Your thoughts are so powerful. I can't say enough about them. If you're thinking about someone who passed. Yeah. And you think yeah. about them enough, they will come and communicate to you. Because I had a friend we talked to recently, and he was, she was just thinking about Don Harkins, who passed September 2009. And it's the first time she really put a lot of thought into thinking about him and missing him. And mm-hmm. he, he visited her. <laughs> this mm-hmm. was just mm-hmm. a week or so ago. So I'm like, okay, you know. Nice. But, you know, they, it's it's interesting. They say your soul is quite large and vast experiencing in different realms. And, you know, for the cumulative experience, your soul needs to grow. But mm-hmm. it's very interesting. There's many, many different thoughts on this. Um, but one thing I've learned is that um, beliefs tend to separate and the truth actually unites. And the truth is that we are all made, um, when we say the image of God, our soul is a part of our creator. We are actually, you know, we're children of our creator. And we all yearn to be back in the arms of our father. But they, that's all um, allegorical because obviously the creator isn't he or she or, you know, it doesn't, you know, doesn't need any, you know, it's... Uh, it's way beyond all those kind of um, physical attributes that we put on it. So, but anyway, I wanted to ask you specifically, and I was kind of losing my train of thought because I wanted to ask you specifically some things, yeah, about AA. You know, because yeah, I yeah. know a lot of people that have been helped by AA, and I, I, yeah. I love the way they go about it. And there's people that will quit the Al Anon, you know, like you know, friends and family of alcoholics. And they, I mean, we have someone locally and they prefer actually going to the AA meeting. That's much more real for them, you know, being with these people that need support recovering. Um, I'm so glad that you mentioned that because I had opened up, if you don't mind, I'm just going to read a little bit from how it works. And I also want to say before I do this, if anybody is struggling with, and it doesn't matter if it's alcohol, anger, uh, sugar addiction, cigarettes, what have you, this applies to you. And you can quit one day at a time and find a support group. So here it goes with how it works. Uh, Rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. Those who do not recover are people who cannot or will not completely give themselves to this simple program, usually men and women who are constitutionally incapable of being honest with themselves. There are such unfortunates. They are not at fault. They seem to have been born that way. They are naturally incapable of grasping and developing a manner of living which demands rigorous honesty. Their chances are less than average. There are those, too, who suffer from grave emotional and mental disorders, but many of them do recover if they have the capacity to be honest. And honesty is the key. It's just one layer of the onion at a time. For me right now, I I can literally say I'm recovered from alcohol, but I have other addictions. Like my next venture is I want to quit smoking. Here's our cue. Yep. Okay. So on that thought, uh, stay tuned. If you want to call in and talk to Ella, you know, feel free to. Otherwise, we're going to continue because there's plenty to talk about on this topic. 
handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. Do you truly want to stay out of the system? Are you prepared to buy into the biggest scam since the Iraqi dinar? If not, then put your money where it belongs, in your possession, not in the hands of an international MLM cartel. At Kettle Moraine Limited, we will provide you with the finest Swiss-minted detachable gram sheets of pure 24-karat gold for hundreds of dollars less than the so-called privately-issued credit cards with elusive gold backing. Gold backing... The only gold that I want is in my back pocket, not backed by promises of an operation even the U.S. Chamber of Commerce is suspect of, giving a rating of C-. To get the full story, visit SierraMadrePreciousMetals.com and go to the Valcombi Bullion Vault. Once you have read the whole story about the scam being perpetrated on an unsuspecting public and how you can avoid being a victim by purchasing these beautiful, barterable, tradable sheets of gold at tremendous savings and in the strictest of privacy, be prepared to take the steps to protect your wealth with the purchase of the real deal. Detachable 50-gram gold bars from Kettle Moraine Limited by calling 602-799-8214. Ask about our one-ounce Valcombi detachable bars, which break into one tenth ounce bars and don't forget for all of your precious metal needs whether buying or having the need to sell call kettle moraine limited remember no dinar no celery and no carrots if you buy from someone else tell them you want au not bs call kettle moraine ltd today at 602-799-8214 kettle moraine ltd 602-799-8214 tehebo tea club's original pure pouty arco super tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113, drinksupertea.com. Okay, welcome back. Um, if you do want to call in, it's 512-248-8252. Again, that's 512-248-8252. And since we don't have any callers at the moment, I'm going to go ahead and we're going to go, um, 
dial down, is that what you say? Whatever, <laughs> into uh, some of the aspects of AA that we really like. And one that you know has bothered me because I find uh, a lot of people on AA, they took the jab, their, their health isn't that good. They, they may be sober, but they really rely on other addictions. <clears throat> Uh, to stay sober, you know, it's like marijuana, uh, mm-hmm. tobacco, or mm-hmm. caffeine. Um, you know, I mean, I'm just saying because I know several of them locally and stuff. Of course, they have the large, one of the largest cell towers on the in the parking lot of the AA meeting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the rent's cheap. That's why. That's why the AA meeting's there because the rent's cheap. <laughs> it's, it's got Golly. Yeah, I know. But anyway, so do you want to respond to that? Yeah, because, I, I you know, people are like, hey, really, you know, but um, yeah, no, uh, hey, has helped save so many people. And yeah, we want to there's there's tricks to keeping from relapsing and why we want to get out of this um, addiction. As, you know, alcohol will screw up your health really fast. Right. And but more so, it actually dumbs you down. So that you can't evolve spiritually and take advantage of the time we're living in to do just that and um, be part of the change on this planet. We get if we're yes. one of the twenty percent of people that chose to come here at this time to be part of this transition, and we don't make it, it's really not. I mean, you can't have guilt over it or anything, and that's going to happen to a lot of people. But it's a huge opportunity for spiritual growth. Trust me. It's a huge opportunity, and I personally feel I'm not taking advantage of it enough. So that's you know my New Year's resolution to really pay attention to my own uh, spiritual growth because you know I'm far from perfect too, as mm-hmm. many of us. Well, you know, anyway, anyone, anyone that knows me is like, well, she's she's uh, has her foibles too. <laughs> so. Uh, so, Alec, go ahead and share with us uh, a little bit what you were sharing on the uh, during the break with me. All right. Well, you know, I've been in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous since the age of 32, and I'm going to be 62 uh, come this April. And I had a rocking time. I had a lot of fun in between, you know, walking the fence, as I call it nowadays, because I did. I was walking the fence. I'd get periodic, you know, six months here, three months there. I had one time a year, and I was just such a dry drunk. But there was some really fun times. And, yes, there's, you know, a lot of coffee, a lot of cigarettes, smoking. But there's one, it's not in the book, you know, of Alcoholics Anonymous, but, you know, they, it's a suggestion is, you know, just give up one thing at a time. And then, you know, if you want to conquer the next thing, go for it. But, you know, don't change anything in the first year. Just don't do that. And just focus on not drinking. Some people had to go. There was meetings that I've been to that there's like every two hours there's a meeting. It's just nonstop, 24 hours. And, you know, I relied on that. Uh, You know, just pulling it up today to the world or to 2021, you know, knowing about the jab and so forth, you know, today you won't get me in the rooms of AA because I know probably half of them are jabbed mm-hmm. or maybe more. But mm-hmm. in the in the past, you know, uh, I had a wonderful time. I, I just was the fellowship was beautiful. And, you know, I got introduced to this this book and, you know, I got these tools under my belt that I use. But one thing that was really so powerful 
you know, drunk, drunk, sober in between, I had been injected with <laughs> Alcoholics Anonymous. So, I mean, I had these things to go on, you know, like, you know, I had, you know, step number one, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol and that our lives had become unmanageable. You know, I, I sometimes I would have to reflect on that. I do, you know, one, two, and three in the steps. So step number two is came to believe that a power greater than yourselves could you res- could restore you to sanity. And I had a hard time with that for 30 years of finding my creator. And I, you know, I was looking at other people's creators and what are they doing and they're hugging a tree or whatever they're doing. And I struggled with it until I just, that spiritual experience that I spoke about, I let go. I literally let go and I didn't care if my house was to go, every, you know, whatever it was going to take. Mm-hmm. And that's when I knew that I came to believe and I was 59 at the time, I really came to believe that there's this awesome creator that loves every one of you out there. And all you got to do is is just, whatever you're dealing with, just be honest. Uh, you know, and it, it doesn't have to be true, but you could just say, it doesn't matter, you know, God or my creator or whomever you want to say, say, if it means me losing my house, my job, my husband, my wife, my dogs, I don't care what, my bank account, I'm willing to let that go. You guide and direct me. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know, but you have to have it inside of you. That's where it comes from. And I had it absolutely that one moment's time. And mm-hmm. I was, for me, I, I feel like it was granted because I, I asked with complete honesty. <laughs> right. And that well, that's the whole thing. You have to have that that in your mind and focus that you absolutely release. You know your attachments to all these things of this world, yes. So that you can, uh, you know, move to the next step, and that's yes. and knowing that you have that support, that love and support from the other side, from our creator, and and people will, you know, one of the criticism people have with AA, it's like. Well, people need to get that from themselves, you know, that, you know, it's like you're relying on a power outside of yourselves. It's like, okay, let's say I'm relying on my soul versus my ego, body, mind, you know, I mean, this is a whole, you know, it's, it's how it's framed um, in the Gospel of Thomas. It's, you know, it's, you're constantly at war, you know, and the Indians will say, you know, which which are, who are you paying attention to the one, the wolf that you're feeding you know the bad wolf or the good wolf and the mm-hmm. ego body mind would be the bad wolf and the the soul that has all the beatitudes is the good wolf you know so mm-hmm. it's it's those kind of thing that's constantly at war you know um you know with our own selfish intentions to what we want versus thy thy will you know what's the mm-hmm. best for everyone involved what's your will mm-hmm. for my life you know, that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, this is all the, what matters is, you know, who are we feeding? You know, what, what, what voice are we listening to? You know? Well, you know, there's, there's another train of thought, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's the same, you know, kind of what you're saying, but, you know, for me, if I say, you know, we'll just use you as an example. How can I serve you angry? 
how can I be of service to you? Because if I am of service to you, all my needs are met. All my wants are met. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's just like that with the court system. In fact, I'm involved in a um, course right now. It's uh, jurisdictionary. And, you know, and I'm, you know, if, if, if we have to be more... This is about growing up. We have to be responsible, whether it be addictions, whether it be for our government, uh, whatever it is. We have to be responsible. We're not children. We are an adults. We walk on two feet. We're not doormats. And right, we can right. stand up. And we have that power within ourselves to do this. I mean, I, I'm going to go on a tangent just for a slight moment here. I could say all day long. Those are my constitutional rights, or that's my bill of rights. But then what am I going to do about that? I have to do the footwork, just like in the drinking episode. What am I going to do? I have to do this footwork and whatever that looks like. And this time around, instead of using the AA meetings, I mean, I had that. It's always been ingrained in me, but I had and created a support group. I mean, I met a Uh, we're best friends. I got a friend in Missouri that I met her through Roger sales chat room. And then, you know, I've got RBN, you know, we talk periodically. Uh, There's a few other people that I've, you know, email with. Um, I've got my best friend that lives here. Uh, You know, I've, I've created a, I I guess that's what I'm saying is that I do have a support group. I can reach out. You can't put it all on one person. Right. Oh, of so, course not. Yeah. yeah. No, you absolutely. And you have to have uh, people that you trust that are willing to call you out, you know, that you trust. Right. That they're not just going to project their own crap on you, but they're like, you know, being able to reflect what you're saying, you know, and saying, well, what, right. you, you know, what's really the issue? This isn't about someone else. It's always about you. It's, you know, when you have a negative reaction to someone, you know, it's never about, um, the other person it's about you absolutely you know? uh, so you need to say well where did that reaction come from you know we mm-hmm. had uh, we ran into a gal at our uh, local you know health food market it's amazing all the people we ran into that day but one of one is a woman that lives fairly close and she's you know totally like on the path of process she's had a, a you know horrific past probably a little bit like yours or maybe worse maybe better who knows it's hard to even i mean she was the one living it you know and went through several bouts of uh, cancer you know and just ill health and that kind of thing so but it's all tied to her her mind and her mental process and, and getting yes. control of her thoughts and so she was uh, sharing with us this woman i mean this is like a great story and you know she um was on the plane with, I guess, her niece or something, and she was just, you know, uh, blowing her nose and snorting, and just it, it's, it's like she was sick, you know. But it was like a, an allergic reaction to something, um, and whatever it was, it just was driving her nuts. She it was like she she actually got off the plane and had to have a drink, you know, like she was, you know, she it was becoming an excuse to drink because she just couldn't mm-hmm. take it anymore, and mm-hmm. she felt like she had to say something and all this stuff and change this woman's, you know, health issue or whatever, and. It's no, you have to have a different reaction. So anyhow, our friend actually helped her process it and says, um, no, this is not about – this is about you. This isn't about changing anyone else. Did anyone else complain? Was anyone else bothered? No, 
No one else was bothered. So it, it all went back to something in her childhood that she couldn't mm-hmm. stand. It was like her father had this, mm-hmm. you know, and it was just like couldn't stand the noise, you know. Yeah. You know, and that you know, I happened to have that too. My dad had, was hard of hearing, and he always turned up like Howard Cassell or whatever. Anyway, whatever it was, it was like some newscaster that would just had this voice and it would blast through the house he got up early i was always a late sleeper late night late sleeper <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and I, I remember getting up in the morning i mean it would be like blasting me awake you know mm-hmm. even though i was up on the opposite side of the house the walls were thin and he has hard of hearing so you know and i just thought that is the most horrible way to wake up and i vowed there's no way I could marry anyone that's addicted to news first thing in the morning turned up real loud. I don't care what kind of news it is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like, you know, because, you know, and I'm just saying, you know, there's things like that. You have to, like, actually go back. Where is that source, you know, of that nice. that deep irritation that is beyond what really happened? That actually would drive you to go to and get a couple drinks at the airport bar. Really? Well, you, you know, you got <laughs> to look at it like accept, change, or eliminate. And, you know, when you say like the noise factor on your end, now for me, I don't like the sound of television. Hate it. Had right? similar experiences you do. But now what do I do today? Uh, you know, if I was to get on that plane and I heard whatever, have wax plug ears. I have these wax earplugs. I use right. them. My neighborhood sometimes is off the hook. It drives me crazy. There's this stupid bunghole that goes up and down the street on a uh, motor scooter that's a lawnmower motor. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do I accept, change, or eliminate? Okay, how am I? Well, I'm going to eliminate. I'm going to put the wax earplugs in. You know, hopefully, it, you know, he'll. And then I have to say, you know what? He can't do this all night. You know, right? And, and move on. Yeah. Exactly. Instead of picking up a drink, that's what I'm trying to emphasize. Or right. you know, whatever it is, instead of uh, whatever. Right. Or or we, you know, we have to it, somebody. Of, well, this is the whole thing about growing up is we have to learn to respond appropriately, and that's if we so have, you know, some you know, out-of-the-world reaction, you know, that's uh, keeping us out of peace. If we're not at peace, it's it's because of something we aren't doing right, you know, because we shouldn't have these, you know, out-of-ordinary reactions to every little, you know, challenge, you know, that comes into our battlefield, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is a battlefield, you know? Mm-hmm. But we don't have to, you know, battle like that. You know, we can we totally respond appropriately and create peace on the battlefield of life with, um, you know, how we respond to situations. And that's really the test to me of living today and uh, learning to change the channel completely and have a completely different response. That's why I wanted to have, um, you know... Uh, Oh, Hosanna. Uh, what's her name? Shelby. Shelby. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, with Unjected because, 
she saw a need and she says, my gosh, we all need love. We all need community. And everyone's like frightened to even touch one another, you know, that, oh, my God, you're going to shed on me for mm-hmm. the unvaxxed. And then the vaccinated, oh, my God, you're you have cooties because you're not vaccinated. And it created this really bizarre divide the human race kind of thing, you know, and six mm-hmm. feet apart, really. You know, and, and some people really got it stuck in their heads that, Wasn't that everyone's carrying cooties, you know. Yeah, the six feet apart thing, I heard something, I don't know where, you know, I can't confirm it, but wasn't that an essay by a sixth grader? Oh, yeah, um, it was actually, yep, and her father worked, um, well, that's how it started out. Yeah. Her father was high up in intelligence, it was in New Mexico, their family, and he was high up in some government contract, I think, you know, with Mm -hmm. one of those, you know. Raytheon or something like that. You know, I just remember. I remember reading that story too, just like you did. And it was like, wow, it's unbelievable. I know, huh? <laughs> and everybody's taking it so serious, and there's round dots on the floors in every store. And I mean, it it was so bizarre. Well, it was. Well, it's it's just like they did after nine eleven. You know, nine eleven, everything was prepared to put everyone that survived on Prozac, and they had all these uh, centers uh, set up. You know, so when people came out, they had someone to go right to, and they would, like, know people by their name and be able to prescribe them some, you know, fluorine-based, you know, SSRI drug right away to numb them. <laughs> you know, just like – and there was a yeah. – like all of a sudden you wake up, and everything is pre-planned. You know, it, I mean, oh, my gosh. And then, you know, you have the masks that were ordered, you know, a few years ago, and they're all made in China, and they have graphene oxide, and you're like, this is this is like really some science fiction novel that came true, you know? Oh, it's, it's George Orwell's 1984. Um, Shelby, you know, when she was talking earlier about the, um, you know, affidavit and so forth, and, you know, I remember hearing about that from you while ago uh the other day i just casually answered an ad this one guy put out an ad so and once in a while i'll do that and i'll respond and you know i'll say you know have you taken the shot have you been jabbed blah 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 well this guy in particular i'd asked him i says you know have you taken the jab and he goes well what's that and i said you know the covid19 shot did you do it and he goes no he says, would you like to meet? And I says, only if you'll sign an affidavit. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, you know what? You can hardly blame him. You should just tell him to join Unjected. That's a good idea. Maybe I will. I mean, RBN, so for 25% off, men, I yeah. mean, men are the ones that have to pay. And it's a monthly fee, automatic withdrawal on either a bank account or a charge card, you know. So you might as well get that discount going, you know, 25% off. So is is that going to be on the site, RBN site? Her. Um, well, I, I can go ahead and tell Mike that RBN gets, uh, you know, we can go ahead and put that, yeah. you know, as a thing. I because, think that would be great. Well, I think, well, there's, you know, you and I both know there are a lot of single people, a lot of widows on RBN. And, uh, yep. yeah, there's married people, too. But uh, I would say, I don't know, at least 70%, I would think, are actually single. And not all of them are looking, but a lot of them would love to have a companion uh, uh-huh. go through this time, someone that they can actually vibe to and connect with. Right. And, you know, I did say, I, I actually did, I, I told you about the, the guy, I think I should say yeah. he was Substack. I thought, yeah. <laughs> pretty he's, damn fascinating. He's, 
<laughs> Isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think he's cool. I think you're onto something. Yeah, but I mean, it's just, you know, I'm just saying there's some very fascinating people on yeah. this website. And not all of them are looking to, you know, like connect in the physical. You know, they want to have a friend. They might want to have a phone call or, you know, and if they, you know, if their connection's really good, then, yeah, I'm sure people will make adjustments in their life, you know, to, to actually meet and maybe even, you know, uh, combined households but you know that's not necessarily the goal for older people but sometimes it is you know for survival mm-hmm. we actually should be pooling our resources I, there are a couple people on there that are more like me they want to you know form a community on the land you know so mm-hmm. and they're they're our age you know yeah. so that's and that's nice to know because that's my next step actually as I want to get out on some property with the other people you know where I was on five acres I was just it was too isolated around young people with tons of barking dogs and that was just it was just not um, where I needed to be at that time you know and I was prompted, I was well I was literally prompted by spirit you know like I get got to get out of here now <laughs> it was like a survival thing you know and, you know though prompted by the spirit I have to say this i am so grateful and i say it every morning when i wake up you know to my creator i you know i says thank you creator i woke up i'm not drunk i don't have a hangover i feel great you know what can i do you know to make this day you know better how can i help somebody really Uh but but you know i wouldn't be here right now see the blessings i these there's so many blessings and i get to share some of my experience, strength, and hope with others. And, you know, if you're listening out there and if, you know, this rings a bell, you know, call in if you want. Or, you know, send Ingrid a message. You know, whether, yeah. whether it be sugar, overeating, smoking, I don't care what it is. Anger, you know, addictions are addictions. And when your life becomes unmanageable, you don't know how to control it or you're trying to control it. You know, you got to think twice about it. Like, okay, why am I hiding this? Uh, you know, and I've got all these negative thoughts all the time. And I got to say this since I, you know, the past year and a half, angry, I haven't had those awful negative thoughts. Once in a while, the adversary comes at me and wants to poke me. And I just tell it, you know, I got no room for you. I'm too busy. <laughs> right. I'm you too know, busy on a mission to, you know, do what I need to do in this community to help other people. Yeah, I, I mean, the thing is, is we all, there's always stuff that we can do to change the channel. But we, we have to heal, work on healing ourselves. It's a balancing act. As we heal ourselves, we can do uh, more productive outreach. Because unless we come from a, a, pure, a space of strength, there's, you know, the outreach is futile. If, um, right. you know, you know what I'm saying. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I've been able to see some of my goals like you, Ingrid, that, you know, you want to get out on some property and so forth. And I've been talking about this for two years. You know, I'm going to get out of California. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, I, you know, I know of some, you know, there's this one particular state I want to go to. The properties are, you know, inexpensive. There's it's an abundance of water there. I, you know, I want to well, I want to be in, you know, out of the city limits. And just like in peace, you know, small little house, something not, you know, nothing overwhelming. 
Well, actually, we do have a listener who has some property and he's been inviting people. He just needs some help, you know, and it's a really cool place. So I can, I'll share that with you too. I would love that. Yeah. So, anyhow, we're at the end of the show. So, what are your final thoughts to share with the audience? God grant me the serenity, please, to just do the right thing in life. just, you know, love your neighbor, love yourself, get off of whatever you're doing if you can. Uh, reach out to somebody, reach out to Angry, reach out to me, contact me. Yeah. Angry will connect you with me. I will, I will absolutely. So, anyone that emails me and wants Ella's contact information, please email me off the website. Thank you, thank you, Ella. I so appreciate you joining me tonight. Oh, thank you, Angry. Good night. Okay, good night. I know so many of you are finding our EZ4 carcass drop and lift an essential tool for your meat processing operation, but today I want to spotlight four of our new products. First, our right height hog cradles with steel or aluminum frames. Our customers love this back-saving innovation that enhances sanitation and speeds production. Next, our beef cradles with stainless steel or aluminum frames eliminate rust and corrosion. We hope you'll compare our quality and prices for this essential part of your processing line. Our cradles are especially effective when used with our power skinner. And finally, our hook tumbler will keep your hooks clean and polished. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC, 417-932-6419. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Truth, 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 truth.